And notice said, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. No matter where you find yourself this morning, no matter what circumstances you woke up to this morning, it is the day that the Lord has made. Amen? And you are here for a reason. Amen? So this week, uh, this whole month of August, we are talking about do not be anxious. That's the topic Pastor gave us to speak about for the entire month. Do not be anxious. Amen? So last Wednesday, as I got into the car, I started driving to work. I had a news flash. It says, an American man was freed 50 years after being convicted, wrongfully convicted. Amen? And I said to myself, 50 years in prison for something you haven't done. He was 18 years when he went to prison. He's a complete and elderly man. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the Christmases that go by every year? That's the kind of country we live in. Hallelujah. So if you can get up, go to a camp home, walk into this sanctuary on your own accord, it is by grace. Hallelujah. Because some of us are just one injury away from all your bills collapsing on you. Hallelujah. Missing two more pay- two paychecks and you probably lose your house. Hallelujah. But it takes grace. Hallelujah. It takes grace of God to make that difference. Hallelujah. Amen. So, yes, last week when uh, Eldanote preached, he, sp- uh, he spoke mainly about how big is your God. Hallelujah. Because when you know how big your God is versus how big or large you think the problems are, it puts you at ease. Amen? So you wouldn't be disturbed. Hallelujah. So you wouldn't be anxious. Hallelujah. Amen. If you know how big, it's like when you are traveling, one, you have to know where you started from. You have to know where you stand and you have to know where you want to be. Hallelujah. So knowing who your God is, knowing where you fit within that God's plan or how you fit within that, where you fit within that God's love calms your heart so you know you'll make it to the next step. Amen? So our anchor scripture, our, our scripture will be from Philippians chapter 4, the verse 6. Amen? <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4, the verses, and we'll read from the NIV. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, hallelujah. One, do not be anxious about anything. And then two, in every situation, by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Amen? Amen. So that's just the recipe for being able to relax and not be anxious. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about being anxious and anxiety, sometimes most people think, oh, it's some kind of crippling thing that some people suffer. But I can guarantee you, every living human being suffers anxiety one point or the other. Hallelujah. It might be about little things. It might be about big things. Hallelujah. Amen. And God knows that. So that's why he provided all these tools for us to work with. Amen. Amen. 
So the Apostle Paul wrote to encourage the church at Philippi not to be anxious about anything or any situation. This scripture sounds very simple, but loaded with so many possibilities. Amen? When we actually start living on this scripture, it's like knowing how a horror film ends from the beginning. Hallelujah. When you start living this scripture, it's like you're watching that horror film that people are getting slashed left and right, but you are not moved because you know how the end is going to be. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how living in this scripture will settle your heart. Amen. Now, however, we know that saying this is much easier than relaxing and living this scripture. It's easier said than done. Hallelujah. It's easier said to write the scripture off when things are all calm than to even remember it when things, when the storms are raging. Hallelujah. It takes practice. It takes work to get to that point where God wants you not to be anxious. Hallelujah. Or not to have any anxieties about things. Amen? Amen? Now, we as humans have the tendency of experiencing anxiety over circumstances beyond our control. No matter your level of maturity, spiritual maturity, or your proximity to God. There are examples and ample evidence of great men and women of God experiencing anxiety, which leads to fear. Hallelujah. Because when anxiety knocks on the door and you let him in, or what replaces, what fills your space, that space is fear. Amen. Because anxiety always replaces faith with fear. Amen. 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 So, there are great men and women who are on fire for God and they experience anxiety at some point or they allow anxiety to fill them with fear. And Apostle Paul will be exhibit A. Amen? He was a man who was very close to Christ. He walked with Christ. He saw all the miracles, including all the other disciples. Amen? But, and Jesus even warned Apostle Paul, he said, uh, Apostle Peter, he said, listen, there's going to be a day where you, Peter, is going to deny knowing me. Peter says, Lord, I love you too much. That's how we all are. Hallelujah. When the storms are not raging, when things are calm, we love God. Amen. <laughs> Jesus warned him. But I don't think he took that warning to heart. He only knew, on a, he only knew I love God. But he doesn't realize that when the test comes, when the storms rage, when things start shaking, sometimes the love you have for God and the love you have for your fellow humans start shaking. Amen. Amen? Amen? So, <clears throat> towards the end of Jesus' ministry on earth, even he, Jesus, have to give the disciples a pep talk, which Apostle Paul was giving the church in Philippi about not being anxious. Amen? Amen. So you think, guys, the disciples who work with Christ... Who saw him raise the dead, fed the hungry, healed the sick? I mean, 
that proximity to God himself on earth, you would think they will not exercise or have any fear or anxiety. Amen? And this, this is what brings me to what I, I set out today to do. No matter how strong spiritually you are, you know, falling for anxiety, and then before you know, fear takes over your faith, it's like a thin ice. It's like a very thin ice. You don't respect it. You don't even pay attention to it. But it takes you out in a minute. Amen? Amen. And that's what happened to Peter. But now, if you are aware, if you are very much cognizant of the dangers of a, uh, what you call a thin ice, then you don't, really, you, you don't call yourself, oh, I'm big and tall. I can go over that thin ice without any problem before you find yourself on the ground. So when you, if Paul, if Peter were to heed Jesus' warning that there'll be a day you would deny me and pay good attention to that small thin eyes, maybe he could have probably stand up and said, no, I know that man. He, he's, he's the master. I've been with him. Knowing that the same Jesus who walked on the water, the same Jesus who saved him from drowning could have saved him at that point. But anxiety brought fear and fear replaced faith. And Peter quickly said, I've never met that man in my life. <laughs> to a little girl. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when he came, when the proverbial push came to shove, Peter quickly said, I've never met that man in my life. Amen. And that's where some, most of us find ourselves. Amen. So, Towards the end of Jesus' ministry, there was so much anxiety in the air, he can sense it. So he, Jesus, have to talk with his disciples. Let's look at John chapter 14, the verse 27. John 14, 27. Okay, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amen? Amen. So, hearts being troubled, which is being, being anxious or having a feeling of anxiety always comes with fear. Amen? So, yes. But this morning, I just want to encourage you that you are not alone when you tend to fall in the face of adversary, when you tell yourself, this time around, when issues get tough, I'm going to stand on the word of God, I'm going to be an overcomer. And then you saw yourself fall by the wayside. Don't lose hope. Keep practicing. Keep standing up. Amen. Because at times when we fall so many times, we just conclude, well, that's just how I am. Because at times you purpose in your heart. You know what? This co-worker knows how to push the right buttons. And I'm going to go to work purposefully with the joy of the Lord. I'm not going to fall for it today. And before you know it, you lose your cool. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen? But nevertheless, don't say, oh, well, that's just how I am and draw that conclusion. Amen? Keep fighting. Keep standing up. Amen? So, anxiety of, of feeling anxious brings fear. Amen? Amen? 
So the question is, why do we easily fall prey to anxiety and fear? The answer lies in how we operate as natural human beings. Amen? So there's a scientific research that shows that information we get through what we see, hear, taste, or smell travels through the spine to the brain. And once it gets to the brain, the first step it makes, it makes a step in a place called the limbic, where we process emotions. Hallelujah. So, any information that gets to your, to your brain as a human being first makes a stop in this place called limbic where we process emotions. Amen? So before you can even think clearly of the news you just heard, you've already formed an emotion around that news before you can even think, before you can even quote a scripture. That's just how we operate naturally. Amen? So that's the reason why when you follow down, when Paul was exhorting the Philippines, he told them, so the peace of God will guide your minds and your hearts. Hallelujah. Because without the guardrails of the peace of God, without the guidance of the peace of God, we will always fall in that trap of emotions. Amen? Amen. We will always get stuck in the, in the circle of emotions not going to the rational step. Amen. Amen. So when the information gets to the limbic, first, you process emotions. Before it moves on to the frontal, cut, uh, the frontal cortex where you actually do rational thinking. So in essence, all information we process as human beings, as natural human beings, one becomes emotion before you can do rational thinking. And that's the reason why we tend to fall prey, even no matter how close you walk with Christ, you fall prey to fear. Hallelujah. Because we process emotions before rational thinking. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so let's go on. So, but God knows our weaknesses. And because he knows our weakness, he's given us all these coping mechanisms in the person of the Holy Spirit that is the only way. So Philippians for Paul gave three basic steps to make cope, the coping mechanism God gave us very effective. One. Prayer. Keep the line of communication with God open during the times of anxiety or uncertainty. Stay in his presence. That's step one. Hallelujah. So even though that scripture sounds very simple, there are three simple do-it-yourself steps in there that if we pay good attention to, it might help us in our day-to-day -day how we function and keep fear and anxiety at bay. Amen? Amen? So point, uh, step number two is a petition. Petition God on that specific situation. Make the needs known to him. Amen? Amen? You see, there is a reason why experts tell you if you have a problem or there is something nagging you, go and sit on a couch before a psych uh, somebody who is a psychiatrist or somebody who understands how the brain functions and just blab away. Just tell them. 
Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. But I think, even in the scripture, that's why the, the, the Paul gave those steps. Make your petition, make your need. God knows your need, but still, talk to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep going over the need to God. Because that is how you know, you know, as human beings, when you feel like something is stuck, the feelings is different. When you feel like, okay, that problem is being worked on, there is something getting done, even though it's not done, the feeling is different. Amen. Amen. Even though you know the problem isn't solved yet, but you know something is being done about it. Amen. Amen. So that's why we need to follow those three simple steps Paul gave the church in Philippi. So after petition, the third step is, it's a thanksgiving. Being grateful and appreciative of God keeps our mind and our faith focused on a God who is bigger than the Goliath we face. Amen? Thanksgiving keeps our faith steady during challenging times. When the faith started getting wobbly, when things started getting shaky, when things started looking bleak, just you saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keeps your faith focused. Hallelujah. And there was an example of that when Paul and Silas were chained in a prison. They could have said, I know God has forgotten about us. Let's take a nap and let's see what happens tomorrow. But in the midst of the chain, they were worshiping. They were praising. And that's when the chain started falling. Hallelujah. So these three simple steps will help us in our day-to-day challenges where, one, we pray, keep the line of communication open with God. Two, we petition God by talking about the problem with God. Hallelujah. And then three, once you are done talking about the problem, now you start thanking God that something is being done. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So, let's read something quickly from the Psalm 37, the, uh, verse 4. David is a man like us. He's seen his ups and downs. At one point, he was a shepherd boy. The next, he was a war hero. And then, from just as quicker, he became a war hero. He became a fugitive from Saul, sleeping in caves, and then finally became a king. Hallelujah. So, he's seen all the sides of life. And this is what he has to say. He said, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. He didn't say, take delight in the Lord after the desires of your hearts or after the bills are paid, after the immigration situations are taken care of. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's not the other way around like most of us are accustomed to. We delight in the Lord only when all is well. Hallelujah. So if you are one of the people who only delight when all is well, today begin to delight in the Lord and look forward that your heart desires will be met. Amen? 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 Are you with me? So I encourage you to begin practicing these three steps that Apostle, gave, that Apostle Paul gave the, uh, us regularly. You might not be successful the first time or the second time, but don't give up. Keep working at it. Amen? Amen. You see, Jesus spoke about his peace 
And Paul also spoke about the peace of God guiding our hearts and minds. That is where all the emotions and turmoil reside. And it takes the peace of God to keep our minds and hearts on track. It should be our prayer and desire to seek the peace of God in all circumstances in order to live a victorious and fulfilled lives. Amen? Now, let's take another example of somebody who has also reached the pinnacle of spirituality and closeness to God and who also suffered the same fate we all suffer, anxiety and fear. Genesis chapter 32, verse 1 to 10. This speaks of a man who has seen the divine providence of God. His name, his name was Jacob. Hallelujah. Jacob, okay, so <clears throat> the verse one, let's start. Jacob also went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, this is the camp of God, so he named that place Mahanaim. Amen? Okay, three. Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau and in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, he instructed them, this is what you are to say to my Lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban and have remained there till now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I am sending this message to my Lord, that I may find favor in your eyes when the messengers returned to Jacob. They said, we went to your brother Esau and now he is coming to meet you. And she and 400 men are with him. In verse 7, in great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups and the flocks and the herds and the camels as well. Verse 7. So this is a man who has done exploits. Hallelujah. He has seen the actual divine provisions of God when he was working for Laban, his uncle. Laban told him, listen, when the sheep give birth to black spots, those would be, that would be your prey. And then the majority give birth to that. And then Laban changes and says, okay, all the plain ones will be your pay, and then it changes to that. He has seen the divine provisions of God. Hallelujah. But when the proverbial push came to shove, the Bible says, the scripture says in verse 7 that he was gripped with fear. Amen. So, my brother or my sister, if you tend to be gripped with fear just like this great man of God. You are not alone. Amen. And my message to you this morning is keep working at it. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep seeking the comfort and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Because like the scripture says, the Spirit will guide your minds and your hearts. The peace of God. That's the only way we can overcome anxiety Fear of circumstances beyond our control. Amen. So this Jacob guy here, you would have think fear and Jacob would not be in the same sentence because the guy wrestled God. <laughs> Amen. He wrestled with God. Amen. This man has a track record of interacting with God with positive results to prove it. 
However, he got the news of his brother approaching and the anxiety and fear gripped him because he doesn't know what to expect or the circumstances are beyond what he can control. He's still human. Amen. So we all find ourselves in those positions where when things are beyond our control, when things are where we don't, we can't control it and we don't know what is behind the next door, anxiety knocks on our door and fear follows and the faith falls by the wayside and we started yelling, where is God? Hallelujah. But this morning it is my prayer that God will refocus our mind and hearts the Spirit himself will guide our minds and hearts. That we know that our God is greater than the Philistines we face. Amen. I believe when David stood in front of uh, Goliath, if he were to just look at a man and assess the guy on a natural level, on logical level, he would have said, I'm out of here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> But that's not what he did. So, you know, when Goliath was talking trash, because those days they do trash talking, a lot of trash talking, before the fight, hallelujah. When Goliath was doing his trash talking, David only said, I'm not coming. You said you are coming to it at me with spears and all those things. But I am coming in the name of the Most High, hallelujah. So you can see David's psyche wasn't on the physical He's processing what he wasn't processing on a natural level. That's why the, the tall big guy didn't scare him. Hallelujah. May God give us the fortitude to start processing things in a spiritual way instead of the physical way. Hallelujah. May God give us what it takes for our mind to transcend the physical and see what is behind the curtain. Hallelujah. Because God has given us the tools. He has given us the power. He has given us what it takes. Because he, he said, what you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So why is that supervisor scaring you? Why is that little problem terrifying you? Hallelujah. To be honest, Truth be told, I've been through a lot with immigration. So when it comes to immigration, at some point in time, when you mention immigration, I'm terrified. Hallelujah. Because I've been through a lot with them. Hallelujah. It strikes fear in my heart when you talk about immigration. Hallelujah. At some point. But I have to start working and say, you know what? There is, God is greater than anything. Yes. Hallelujah. We all, you know, like Paul said, he, ha he said he's still pressing towards the goal. He hasn't obtained it yet. Hallelujah. And I think I haven't obtained it. You, you haven't obtained it yet. But let's still keep pressing towards the goal. Hallelujah. Let's still keep pushing. When you fall, get up and keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. When anxiety and fear strikes and you fall, dust yourself up and keep going. Hallelujah. Because when the, when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, you can see another example there. He showed him the physical world. He said, I'll give you this. It didn't work. He said, you know what? You are hungry. Just turn that stone to bread. But you can see that the emotional part of the process, Jesus was skipping that and was going to the rational part by quoting the scripture. Hallelujah. 
we don't we all we are not good at that yet. We sometimes we get stuck at the emotional aspect first. And then it takes a while before we remember we have to go to the logical aspect and start quoting scriptures. Hallelujah. But so you can see Jesus wasn't stuck at the emotional part. That's why the hunger didn't make him turn bread into stone. He was focused on the spiritual part. He was focused, so that's why he was quoting scriptures. Amen? Amen. Our final example before we pray. So, at this point, as we as human beings, I said, I would just encourage us all to learn to just hand over the unknowns and those circumstances to God who can handle them for us. Amen? Amen. So let's read our last scripture from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 5. It said... Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. Okay, go to three. I'm sorry. Oh, Second Chronicles 2015. Please, let's go to 2015. What I needed is at 2015. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because this vast army for the battle is not yours but God's. Hallelujah. Once you get to that conclusion that the battle is not mine, this is too big for me to handle. Hallelujah. Once you can... Get out of the emotional circle, the, the emotional uh, spinning, the, the spinning part, and get to that part where you can rationally say, you know what, God, this is not my battle. This is yours. I'm just going to sit back, open, keep the line of communication, and watch you do your thing. Hallelujah. Once you get to that point, David calls that point, that place, the secret place of the Most High. Psalm 91. Hallelujah. When you get to that place, that is a secret place of the Most High. Where, you know what? I also fly by night. This will happen by day. Pandemics will happen and you are safe because you are covered under his wings. Hallelujah. Let us all be on our feet. Let your living world.